Podcasting from Rock Hill, South Carolina, the land of beautiful places and smiling faces, this is Bike Talk. Whether you're a racer or just a weekend warrior, we have something for everyone. With our combined years of experience, we will bring you the best news and tips to keep you informed and always ready to ride. Let's start the show. Hey everyone and welcome to Bike Talk. Today's show is going to be a little different as we're going to talk about new gear for the season. But with all the current news that you're seeing out there, we've decided to talk about when we may see this new gear, if not at its normally scheduled time. So let's talk about how and why the coronavirus and economic issues will will and are affecting the cycling industry. Uh, Robert, what are your thoughts about this issue? Well, we've already seen quarantines. Um, I've looked at videos in not just in downtown Wuhan province, but in Singapore and Hong Kong and other places around China and then some places in Japan and Taiwan and Malaysia where they've had reported cases and there's nobody on the street. (laughs) That's true. And when there's nobody on the street, nobody's working in that factory. Nope. And a lot of our products are made with parts from China. It may not be the whole thing, but we're some companies like there's a light company that they have some of their injection molding done in China. It's sent to the U.S. and then it's made. It's made with parts that are made here and parts from China, and then it's assembled here. If their shipment didn't get on the boat because well nobody's at work and also we have the added we have the added issue of right before this became a very big thing of Chinese New Year which they take six weeks off for so yes and that we have yeah we have factories that are closed we have workers who are afraid to go and go to work so even if the factories open the workers may not be there true we have containers even if your product for bike company A and accessory, accessory company C is ready and waiting and sitting in a container does not necessarily mean that that container is going into the port and getting loaded onto a ship. That's true. So those are those are problems in the supply chain that will take... If you delay something by one day at the front end of the, of the logistical process, it's magnified by 10 by the time or more by the time it gets ready to ship to me, the retailer. Unreal. So, because you miss shipping dates. Oh, well, that ship sailed. We've all heard that famous phrase. Well, that <laughs> ship sailed. You got to buy, you got to buy space to put those six containers on the next ship. And those containers, all that transport is booked out like months years in advance in some cases just like if you want to buy an airline ticket right you want to buy an airline ticket you know you're going to europe for the summer you buy your airline ticket now and it's cheaper true if it turns june 15th and you want to go to you just get up in the morning and say hey i don't have to work for two weeks i have vacation i think i'll fly i think i'll fly to germany 
<laughs> you bounce your happy hiney into the into the airport with your trip bag. You know, you're just I'm going. I'm going to go hike around. You know, the the German and Swiss and the Italian Alps for a week. You know, I got my boots. I got a jacket. Blah blah blah. How much is that ticket? <laughs> what do you mean? There's no planes. Everything that plane sold out. What? It's, it's, I could see it, but there's planes out there. But, oh, there's no seats. Okay. So all that just just like if you're flying an airline, a container ship's very very same thing, but it's very planned out because those ships are hundreds of thousands of dollars a day to to move, and even if they're not moving, they still cost you a lot of money. True. To move to just have them set, because you still have to have crew on board. Mm-hmm. So there's. There is that. Um, my look at this is this issue with this virus is going to be with us for several months at a minimum because you just don't tell a lab to produce you an antigen or a vaccine. Um, but we have so much uh, computer power now and so much that we can do in terms of genetics and production ability that instead of years it took years for Dr. Jonas Salk to derive his vaccine hmm. and he got lucky because smallpox is akin to cowpox and oh he noticed that people who had cowpox did not get smallpox because those two diseases have very similar genetic profiles and suffer the same weakness and have a lot of the same markers that if somebody who has had cowpox they their body gets in contact with smallpox well you already have antibodies that go hmm, I know that that looks like cowpox it's not but I bet if I go over and hit it over the head like I hit, hit cowpox, I can knock it down. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, but we don't have that with this. So this is going to last with us a while longer, but I have great trust in the American healthcare system and the government uh, from this aspect. And the Chinese government is certainly, they were a little slow in the uptake. But they have gotten really on the ball. They built a hospital in less than 10 days. They took a building that was in process of becoming an office building and turned it into a research facility in three days. It's crazy. That's what happens when you throw 14,000 people at a (laughs) building project. (laughs) I don't think they had a choice. Yeah, well, (laughs) they may not. I mean, you know. But, uh, you know, they, they actually had so many workers. And even though they're working around the clock, they had to have people in the corridors to direct traffic. (laughs) Because they had forklifts coming through and forklifts trying to move out. They literally had to have traffic cops for people and materials and forklifts. And they they literally used cranes to get stuff up to floors, cut windows that were already in place. They took them out and swung things in through the windows. Yeah. They literally lifted stuff up, put it on the roof. So they could get it into the roof el- freight elevators and down. That's, that's, that's how that's how fast. But it was it was up and running in three days. Yeah. So they're really on top of this. You know, but um, you know, besides yeah. the virus itself, though, the question, I guess, you know, I guess what you know what people are going to ask is, do you see any solutions in the near future to this 
supply crisis coming from them? Well, things are still going to get out. Ships are going to move. Factories are still going to run. As people get over the fear of, oh my God, I'm going to get this. Well, there's not a reported case and within 100 miles here. So why don't you go to work? Yeah, exactly. People are going to go to work. Things will move. Alibite, slower, a little more complex, a little more scheduling is going to go into a lot of things. The ports are going to be- get backed up for a while until everybody comes back to work and the ship's getting loaded on time. Because um, there's already reports of ships waiting to get unloaded and reloaded for the turnaround. Wow. Um, but that's going to—that's all going to speed up. It's—it's it's, even with this. If this virus goes on for two years, they will have safety measures and things in place, and business will go back to being normal, quote unquote. So I don't look at this as a huge thing that's going to stop bicycle availability or production or anything it just is going to slow some things down exactly that's instead of yeah you know instead of a bike shop getting their 100 helmets for their spring order they'll get 50 exactly correct and they'll get the other 50 a month later because they're they're getting they're they're not getting as what they didn't get their order on time so spreading it out Right. So it just means, well, I normally keep, I normally pre-order 300 helmets for my different suppliers. So when March comes around and weather gets good and people are going to come in and buy bikes and buy helmets and things like that, well, instead of getting having 300 helmets on hand, I'm going to have 150. Exactly. I'll so, get my other 150 helmets in a month. So hopefully, it's not <laughs> going to look like the wall of helmets. It's going <laughs> yeah. to look like. Well, I have helmets. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. So, the next question, I guess, everybody would would want to know, you know, what can we, and this, there's an obvious answer, you know, what can we do at home here in the U.S. to alleviate some of these problems? Well, um, bring production back to the United States. Um, but part of our problems have already been semi-solved. With the tariff situation, a lot of bike companies, and this caused a lot of internal strife in the industry um, that did impact the customers because of the cost, because China's not paying those tariffs. Those, the tariff situation comes from China ships something to hit here. It's built, it's on the boat. The tariff doesn't get assessed till it hits the US wow. and customs assesses it. Oh, I have somebody here. <laughs> yeah, so this happens from time to time, people. Uh, we'll go ahead and, and uh, let Robert go. We'll, we'll uh, continue the show anyhow, um, because I do have some points to make, and uh, we'll talk to Robert. I'll be back in a minute. No, oh, he'll be back in yeah. a minute. <laughs> All right. But, but anyhow, you know... <clears throat> One of the things, too, is, is to give thought to is by supporting U.S. manufacturers and wholesalers, you know, um, would it also stand a chance on changing our dependency on products made overseas? This is possible. The one thing is, is there are quite a few manufacturers out there that, that you know, make bikes and, and gear here in the United States. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. Um, and we've always heard from people, oh, it just costs too much, it costs too much, you know, because the, the cost of production in the U.S. is a heck of a lot more. You know, that's a no-brainer. 
when you're paying somebody, you know, pennies on the dollar to manufacture something elsewhere, but you're paying people a good living wage, a, a really good living wage here, and it's not really good. I, I, I can't even use the word really. It's a living wage. Um, I think people should be paid more, of course. But, you know, they have to support families, so on and so forth. This is the big thing. Um, would it change our dependency? Possibly. Uh, spend a few bucks more to get something made in the U.S., to get something from, you know, your... There's so many, there's so many different things with that, you know. Um, but in, in the meantime, you know, I'm going to go over that in, in a second. Um, let's take a moment to thank College Cycles Bike Shop for sponsoring this podcast. It's a bike shop that's been in business in the same location for 30 years. Okay, now they have everything you need to ride or even race. If you're a racer or, you know, whether it's road, mountain BMX, or, or just cruising, make sure you check out College Cycles. And they're located at 361 Oakland Avenue in Rock Hill, South Carolina, right next to Winthrop University. So you can also check them out on Facebook and on their website at collegecycles.co. Again, that is collegecycles.co. So <clears throat> let me get back to my thought. You know, we have discussed the current situation surrounding the delay of importation of cycling gear and bikes. We should reiterate that it is also great to support our U.S.-based manufacturers. I, I strongly believe that. Um, that's my personal opinion. There are so many great companies out there that have been out there for, for many years, and the sad part about that is, too, there's also a dark side to that there are some u.s companies that are no longer around because of the lack of support um i understand your hard-earned money is 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 your hard-earned money it's 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 definitely something you need to take in consideration when making a, a big purchase but again in this situation when we look at these manufacturers that they have to shut their doors uh they have to close up shop it's it's it really it really it really sucks <laughs> i'm just gonna be blunt um but you know if you're if you support them you know by doing so you not only strengthen our economy but you also support the quality product being produced and i will say i can attest to it those those products are a different quality than the ones you get from from overseas uh i i i bet my life on it <laughs> Some of the stuff I ride is American-made, and I would think that, you know, I, 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 I know, you know, jumping or whatever, my frame's not going to crack in half. My, you know, it's not going to, you know, crack at the weld, at the head tube, or wherever. You know, I'm, I'm going to be upright. I'm going to be okay. You know, this is something that's been going on for years here. Uh, they take pride in their work. So don't get us wrong. We are not saying that everything produced overseas is subpar. Um, what we're trying to say is that becoming dependent on overseas production can lead to problems like the, the one we have right now, um, stocking. <laughs> it, really does, it really does take a toll because you're going to come in the shop looking for something you know, new, a new helmet for you or your spouse or your kids or whomever. And it's going to be slim pickings for a little bit, like Robert said, until those distributors and, and those, you know, suppliers, that's, that's the better word for it, they get, they get their, their delivery and then they can turn around and make the delivery to the dealers. So most cycling retailers 
will still be stocking new and exciting gear at the season. So please make sure you go out and support them. But there may be a backlog for the new models you've been waiting for, so don't be upset with your local dealer as it, as it is out of their control. Um, Robert, he doesn't have any control over shipping. He doesn't have any control over importation or exportation from China. He has no control over that. All he is is, is a, <laughs> you know, a cog in the, uh, the big machine waiting to get his turn at being able to provide you with, with the best gear possible. So basically, thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. You know, make sure you listen to the next episode as we will for sure, I promise, to discuss some new bikes and gear to get you revved up for the riding season. You know, um, make sure you also follow us on Twitter at Bike Talk Podcast. That's at Bike Talk Podcast. And you can also find us on the web at collegecycles.co. Again, that's collegecycles.co. Thank you all and stay safe out there and have a wonderful day.